What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. So this morning, our pastors aren't here, Pastor Shannon and Jessica Eaton. They're away ministering at Fathom Church this morning, but we're here. Are you happy to be here? All right. I'm glad you're here. Is this a good spot for me? All right. So today, I want to talk about something that um, it's, um, it's not only a challenge for new believers. It's a challenge for people who've been in Christ for a while, 20 and 30, 35 years. Um, I grew up in church. And I heard verses in church like um, Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, and it talks about, the, you may have heard it, the race isn't given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. Have you ever heard that one? All right. So that indicates that the race, that it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And it also, it, it kind of indicates that it's not just for the young, but you have to be strong. And I also remember a verse that I grew up on here in, Romans, um, Romans 10 and 2, and talked about how they have a zeal of God, but it's not according to knowledge. So that verse indicates that, you know, you can, be you can be enthusiastic, you can be excited, but you lack information, you lack experience, and you even lack practical understanding. So I've noticed that it's usually easy to start something. Not always, but it's usually easier to start something than it is to follow through and finish. Can I get one witness? So I know for myself, like, I'm not, I can, so I did my resume, and my resume, I'd sent it off to a place that kind of evaluated my resume, and it told me I was a, um, it says something like I was a go-getter but it, it kind of indicated that you don't follow through. So like it said, you'd like to start a bunch of projects. I was thinking like, man, the internet is kind of telling me off. But it, so I remember, and it's, it's true. So I remember like I went to like Walmart or Target or somewhere and I bought five Tupperware bowls because I was going to meal prep. I used those bowls one time for meal prepping. I started it but I didn't follow through. So how many of us can, can be that way? It's not that you are, but you can be. Um, or you know people who are. How many of us have, um, we pray for a new job and we, we ask people to agree with us in prayer. We, you, you rejoiced about it in church when you got the new job. Then after three months, you know, everybody on the job was the devil and they don't like me. They're trying to get me fired and you know, the traffic and if I was, you know, just all kind of things. Or what about a relationship? You know, what about, you know, fellas opening the door? You know, after a while, you know, she's sitting in the car, you know. <laughs> You're looking back. If you don't get out, you know, you started out great. But you didn't follow through. You didn't finish. So since we're in church, I got to talk about it. What about serving in church? You're excited. You're full of zeal. They can't pay you to stay away from church until you don't get the title or the position you wanted. It happens. That Sunday morning stomach ache hit different when you don't get what you want. You know, all of a sudden you got to go out of town. All of a sudden, you know, you don't, you know, anything can happen. 
it happens. We start out great, we start out full of zeal, but when things don't go the way we think they should go, we give up on God. Don't we do that sometimes? All right. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 9, it says, don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. There's a season coming when you'll reap if you faint not. All right? So, what I want to talk about this morning is strength for the journey. Strength for the journey. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, and I'll read it. It says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Have you ever heard that before? That's Isaiah. Isaiah is the same person who, the, the scripture we always quote, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's Isaiah. Okay, so I want to ask a question. How many of you have been on a journey before? And I'm not talking about like, thank y'all for raising it. I'm not talking about like to Indonesia, uh, Budapest, China, or Honduras. I'm talking about a journey, a spiritual journey. How many of you have been on an emotional journey? You're up one day, you're down the next one. How many of you have been on a hard journey, a long journey, a confusing journey? <laughs> that's, that's everybody. A journey. So a journey, it simply means to go somewhere. It means to travel. It means to go from one place to another. All right? So... This morning, I, want, I don't want to give a whole lot of background information, but I kind of want to tell you, um, Jeremiah, um, Isaiah, this, this particular um, passage, when you get to chapter 40, the Lord gave Isaiah a word to comfort the people. The children of Israel, uh, we all know they know about journeys being in the wilderness for 40 years when it just should have been a couple of days. The children of Israel found themselves... They were, they were in and out of exile. They, so God had to send a word to comfort them. So they know about journeys. So they didn't necessarily question God. They questioned why God didn't deliver them. So they knew three things about God. They knew God was omnipotent. So omnipotent is the quality of having unlimited power, perfect power. If you, if you look at the word potent, that means something is what? It, if you take something and it's potent, it's, you know, you, it's strong. So that's, that's how they, they knew God was strong. So they questioned, since you're strong, not if you're strong, how come you haven't delivered us yet? The other thing they knew about God is that he was omnipresent. That means God is everywhere at the same time. All right, wherever we are, he is. So again, if you're everywhere at the same time, if you're so strong and mighty, how come you haven't delivered us yet? The other thing they knew is he was omniscient. Omniscient means 
it's the capacity to know everything or being all wise. And like I said, I grew up in church, so whenever there would be a funeral or a home going, the first thing the preacher would say is God is too wise to make a mistake. And sometimes that would confuse people because it's like if you're too wise to make a mistake, how come we're at a funeral today? So they knew God was omnipotent, they knew he was omnipresent, and they knew he was omniscient. So the children of Israel found themselves in a dilemma. Have you ever been in a dilemma like the children of Israel? If God is, then how come I'm still? So the thing that they, the reason they needed to be comforted is because their deliverance was in the future. God sent a word to Isaiah to tell him your deliverer is on the way. So they needed strength for their journey. So remember earlier we talked about the scripture, they have a zeal of God, but it wasn't according to knowledge. Well, that indicates that our power, our strength is limited. We don't know everything. So we have to go to God. We have to ask him. Matthew 7 and 7, it says, if we, if we seek, we'd find. If we knock, um, if, we, if we'd um, ask, we'd receive. If we knock, the door would be open. Our power is limited, so we have to ask God for his strength. So how many of you have ever been to Disney World since we're in Florida? All right. So when you got in the car, it didn't matter that the drive was two, two and a half hours. You knew you were going to Disney World, right? So how many of you have ever just gotten in the car and drove for two and a half, hour, half hours without a destination? You have? Okay. So when... You, <laughs> So when you were going to Disney World, even if your legs got tired, even if you got thirsty or hungry, or even if you had to go to the restroom, you knew you were going to be okay because why? You knew you would be at Orlando in a, in a little while. Well, going on a journey, that, well, for me, that's a tough one, not having a destination. I mean, if, if you tell me we're going to Orlando, I, I don't want to ride around the town center. I don't just want to go across the bridge. I want to know that I'm going somewhere. So life without Jesus is like going on a journey without a destination. That's what it's like. Like the children of Israel, they went around and around and around the wilderness. That, that, that had to be tough. Going nowhere fast. Life without Jesus is also like a pencil with no point. So what's the point of a pencil? To write. Can you imagine needing to write, having a pencil with no point? What would you do with it? I mean, you have to play pencil break, a pencil fight like we used to do in school. But that, that's what life is like without Jesus. There is no point. There is no point of living life without Jesus. So you definitely wouldn't have any strength for whatever journey you're on if you don't have Jesus. All right. So anytime you go on a journey, you need something to sustain you. I want to go back to Isaiah 40, 28. It says, um, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Also want to read the message Bible. It says, do you know anything? This is what Isaiah was asking the children of Israel. Do you know anything? And he wasn't being condescending. He said, have, have you been, haven't you been listening? 
God doesn't come and go. He's the creator of all. He's, he's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't even pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside and out. So last week we were at a Super Bowl party. And uh, on the way out, I was talking to Sean and Regina. Y'all wave your hand. You ready to talk about y'all. <laughs> and I, I don't know how we got on the subject, but we started to talk about, I think Regina and I talked about when we're, when we're in the car with somebody, we can't go to sleep. Like, we got to be the co-pilot. We got to be watching. I could be tired. I'm not closing my eyes. God isn't like that. If you could put that back up, Sean, it says... It says he doesn't get tired out. He doesn't even pause to catch his breath. If you're ever on a journey with me, if we're in a car, we're going somewhere, I won't fall asleep, but I'm human. I could nod off, but God doesn't even pause. He doesn't have to use the bathroom. He doesn't have to pull over to a rest stop to stretch his legs. That's the kind of God we serve. Y'all can say amen. All right. Verse 29, it says, he entered, um, I'll read the um, message Bible and I'll come back to the King James. It says, he energizes those that get tired. He gives fresh strength to dropouts. And that's not condescending. You can't help, you can't help God if you think you're strong enough on your own. It says, he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. You don't admit that you need God's help. He can't help you. It's a saying like the first help to getting, um, the first step to getting help is what? Admitting you have a, there you go. So it's okay to be honest with God. It's okay to say, God, I'm, you know, there's a song, one of my favorite songs, it says his strength is perfect in my weakness. So when I'm weak, He's strong. Ask him for help. He'll help you. He'll give it to you. So how, how many of you, it's going to sound funny, but how many of you have all power? How many of us are strong and mighty like God? No, none of us. None of us are um, strong and mighty. I want to go on to 31. It says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Strength comes when you wait on the Lord. So what does it mean to wait? All right. So y'all remember back in the day we would go to restaurants and we would have waiters and waitresses. It's totally different these days. Yeah, everything is um, gender, what, neutral or they're trying to do away with gender. I don't, unisex or whatever. So we have servers now. But even though we have servers now, guess what their job still, their job is to wait on us, all right? So when we go to a restaurant, we expect the server to wait on us. Waiting doesn't mean sit in the back. Waiting doesn't mean just grab a chair and wait for me to need something. To wait means to serve. Or it may sound old school, but wait means to tarry or to, to remain with me or wait it means to abide. So we could actually say, we could say they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, or we could say 
they that abide with the Lord shall renew their strength. Or they that remain with the Lord, they that continue to be present with the Lord, they that serve the Lord shall renew, or they that praise the Lord shall renew their strength. All right, we're going to keep going. One of my favorite scriptures, I have, a, I have a few. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 27 and 14. It says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. And it says again, wait on the Lord. So if you're weak, you don't need pity. You need power. Um, I, I, I thought about, there was, um, do we have any military people in here? All right, so, so I thought about you. <laughs> so that, that, that scripture talks about if you wait on the Lord, um, you be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. So that word strengthen in, that, in this text, it means to toughen up. So if you wait on the Lord and you, you be of good courage, he'll toughen your heart up. And somebody might say, well, why would the Lord want to toughen your heart up? You know, shouldn't he make you soft and shouldn't he make your heart sensitive? Well, if you're prideful, he will. Or if you're puffed up, he will. He needs to soften you up and make you more sensitive. But if you're weak, he needs to toughen you up. Your heart needs to be strengthened. So I thought about, I asked, was anybody in the military? I thought about when people go to, I think it was boot camp back in the day. I think it's basic training now. You know, those, those um, the recruits or whatever they call them, um, when they come in, you have drill sergeants. Those drill sergeants, they, they don't give you pity. They get in your face. They talk about your mama. They spitting in your face. It may not be on purpose, but if you're yelling in somebody, you spit on them. They, they're not giving you a hug. They're trying to toughen you up. They're trying to prepare you for battle. They're trying to prepare you for war. So you don't need a hug. You don't need pity. You need to be fortified. You need to be strengthened. So that's what, I, that's what um, Psalms 27, 14 is talking about. It says, if you wait on the Lord and if you're of good courage, if you're of good cheer, he'll strengthen your heart. He'll toughen that heart up so you can be ready for the battle. You can be ready for the war. Um, I think it's the verse 31. It says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. This is a promise. That if you wait on the Lord, if you serve the Lord, if you remain with the Lord, if you abide with the Lord, if you continue to be present with the Lord, you'll mount up with wings as eagles. You'll run and not be weary. You'll walk and not faint. That's a promise. That's, and that's good news. Um, I want to talk about that first part. It says you'll mount up with wings as eagles. And I didn't do a lot of research about eagles, but I did a little. Um, did enough to tell you something about eagles. So eagles, they have three sets of eyelids. Why you need three sets of eyelids, I don't know. But they have built-in sunglasses. So eagles don't have to fly away from the sun. They could actually look and fly into the sun. Eagles also, their vision span is over two and a half miles so eagles, eagles, don't, eagles don't have to live low. They can live high up in the elements. And that's what God is saying. That's, that's what God told Isaiah to tell the people of Israel. That I'll cause you to mount up on wings as eagles if you wait on me, if you serve me. 
thought about eagles and how you've heard this before, how they don't hang out with chickens and um, pigeons and ducks, you know, because they, you try to put an eagle in a, in a barnyard, you know, he spread his wings, he'll tear up everything in there. You have feathers and eggs flying everywhere. If you have a, um, an eagle and a, let's say a, a duck, they're trying to hang out and be friends. And this doesn't mean you shouldn't be humble. This doesn't mean you shouldn't embrace different people. But you got to hang with the eagles, people who are soaring. Can you imagine an eagle and a duck hanging out and they wanted to go somewhere? The eagle going to be late every time. He spread his wings and he's there. I mean, he's there in a few seconds. The duck is trying to keep up. It's going to frustrate you. So God wants us to be up there with the eagles. You have a different vantage point when you're an eagle. Spread your wings. So I also researched a little bit how when storms come, you know how other birds and other um, files of the air, they fly away from the storm. Eagles fly into the storm. Eagles, use, they, they'll use the storm at, to their advantage. So when you have storms in your life, use it to your advantage. So what happens is the eagle, the eagle they begin to spread their wings and that wind, it gets under their wings and it lifts them up above the storm. So that's a promise to you. If you wait on the Lord, you won't just fly. You don't, first of all, you don't have to run from the storm. You can fly right into, into the storm and that wind starts blowing. You spread your wings. You praising him. You serving him. You abiding with him. You're remaining with him. He'll cause that wind to take you right up above the storm. That's a high place today to be above the storm. Amen. And sometimes we can't get out of the storm because you won't praise him. You won't worship him. You won't wait with him. You, won't, you, you, you pray and then you get up and you, you want him to answer. Sometimes you got to tarry and remain. And that's not old school. Sometimes the old people had it right. You stay down there till he answers you. You talking to him, you better let him talk to you. All right. And next part, it talks about if you run, you won't get weary. Running can cause tiredness or exhaustion, but God gives strength to endure hardness and do it with his peace and hope. God doesn't always change the circumstance, but he changes you. So the thing about running, like I ran track, um, I was good, so I didn't get tired and exhausted a lot. But um, running can it, can, it can wear you out. You're breathing hard, and I tell... I'm usually the, um, I'm the worship leader here, so I'm usually leading the songs. And I tell the singers, if I stop singing, y'all keep going. I'm just catching my breath. Well, we already read where the scripture said God doesn't even pause to catch his breath. So he'll cause you to run and not even get tired. You can run, you won't be exhausted. And the circumstances might not change, but you'll change. He'll change you. That's good news today. The last one is walk and not faint. So let's look at the word walk a little different. Enabling power by God to uphold all those who live and serve God as they please without falling. So if you change out the word, change out the word walk for live. So you'll live and not faint. God will give you power. He'll, he'll enable you to do whatever you please for him without falling. So when we, when we talk about walk, it's really like a way of life. So it's an everyday thing. 
That's how you live. And God will give you that strength to do it. However, I, I, I love it because it says, serve God as you please. That means he'll give you strength to do whatever you want to do for him. Not, not for you, but Sometimes we're, we're sick in our bodies or sometimes there's mental health issues. Sometimes our, our finances are limited. So you can't do what you please for him. But if you, if, again, if you wait on him, he'll give you the strength for, for whatever journey you're on to serve him as you please. All right. Am I, is that it for my notes? All right. Well, I got a few more. So notice the order. It said he'll cause you to mount up, he'll cause you to run and not be weary, and then he'll cause you to walk and not faint. Doesn't it seem like it should be the other way around? Shouldn't he cause you to walk, then run, then mount up? So the reason he, he'll cause you to mount, just think about it, it's so good. The reason he'll cause you to mount up first it's just what I pictured. I don't know how y'all going to see it. Just think if you were in like a, 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 what do you call it, a pig pen with slop and everything that's in a pig pen. You know, ha have you seen the movies like where people are trying to feed the pigs and they're slipping and falling because of all the slop? But God has to lift you up out of that first because you can't walk in it. You definitely can't run in slop. So he has to cause you to mount up on wings as eagles first to get you out of it. So God, he'll lift you all the way up where you belong first. Then when he gets you out of it, he'll cause you to run hard after him in his direction. And then remember that word walk? He'll cause you to walk and not, he'll cause you to live and not faint. That's good. Because it, just think about it. If you, if you walk first and you're still in what you're in, just think about running and you're still in whatever you're in. You don't need to be strengthened in, in your own self, so he'll lift you out of it, all right? So we're almost done. So I want you to, I'm not really a look at your neighbor type preacher, but I want you to just lift your hands and say, my time for strength is now. Say it again. Say, my time for strength is now. All right, so... And I wrote this down, and I, I believe God had me to write it for a reason. Um, it says, this is what I feel he gave me. It says, you might lose your job, but don't lose your strength. And so I'll add to that. It doesn't matter what you lose. He just told you he'll cause you to mount up on wings. He'll cause you to get not only get through the storm, but he'll cause you to rise above the storm. So... You can lose your this, you can lose your that, but don't lose your strength because you're going to need it for the journey. So I was sitting at my desk Friday and Pastor Shannon sent me a text and I said, I'm overwhelmed and overjoyed because God had just gave me this. And I was like, you know, it's kind of hard when, you, when you're on somebody's job and the Lord gives you something and you're sitting at your desk, you don't know how to feel, you don't. So I just got up and I, we have a pond. If you walk around it, it's about a mile long. So I got up and I took my phone and I feel like this is what the Lord was saying. So you know why the enemy fights us so hard and doesn't want us to um, be strong in him? 
It's because of the message that we're carrying inside of us. Think about it. Like, if you have something on the inside of you, the enemy, a life, or the devil is going to try everything to try to stop you from getting it out. So this is what he gave me, and I kind of did a little research um, just so I can just go with me for about a minute and a half, and then we'll get ready. You, y'all can come up. We're getting ready to uh, worship again. So I, w- I was walking around, and I thought about because of the message that we carry, and he gave me this. In the early days of newspapers, when newspapers were the primary method of delivering the news, when something big happened, the publisher would not only publish the morning daily paper, but they wanted to publish an extra. The newspapers were sold on the street, often by newsboys, who had stacks of papers and would sell them to passers-by. When an extra came out, they would chant, extra, extra, read all about it, to call attention to the fact that something big has happened. An extra paper had been published. Man, I thought about, and and we're, we're done, I thought about the reason why life and the enemy fights us so hard is because we have a message that's only inside of us. And the devil doesn't want us to get it out. We have the best news. And we got to tell people, sometimes if you're, if you're down and you're discouraged and you're sick, it makes you go within and you won't tell nobody about the goodness of Jesus. We have big, exciting news And it should make us want to go out and say, extra, extra. Let me tell you about Jesus. Extra, extra. I have something, and I couldn't wait till Sunday morning to tell you about it. I had to come out with an extra. When they would print out those newspapers, and they wanted to tell you about, you know, the Kardashians, or they wanted to tell you about what was going on in love and hip-hop, they couldn't even wait till the next day. They had to go publish an extra. Well, we have Jesus who, who's, who's our savior? The one who, who Isaiah told the people, be comforted because your deliverer is on the way. So go ahead and tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them, I have the best news. Extra, extra, read all about Jesus. Come see Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. He'll give you strength for your journey. Amen? Amen. We're going to get ready to go into our last worship song. If you can give me a second to get ready, I'd appreciate that. Let's just pray after this word. Father, we thank you for your word on today. Thank you, Father, for opening the ears of the people, opening their hearts to receive your message. We thank you for strength. We thank you that our time of strength is here right now. Thank you that we don't have to wait on it. Thank you that our deliverance is not in the future. Thank you that our deliverance is the moment we heard and received the word. We thank you that you'll cause us to mount up with wings as eagles. We thank you that you'll cause us to run and not be weary. Thank you that we can live and not fall. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to talk to three groups of people today. If you all could just... 
close your eyes, bow your heads. I want to talk to those who may be in here who have never had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So we just shared how life without Jesus is like a journey with no destination. It's like a pencil without a point. So we want to offer you Jesus today if you've never accepted Jesus. No one is looking. I'm only looking just to see how to agree with you. But if you need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you just lift your hands, you can lift it and put it down. We want to offer you Jesus. A second group of people, people who have started out on a journey, and at some point you got weak, some point you, you gave up on the journey. But there's good news for you today. The Bible tells us if you would repent of your sins, if you would ask God to forgive you, he would be faithful and just to forgive you of all your, and he'll cleanse you of all of your unrighteousness. So if there was a journey that you started and you didn't go all the way with God, if you didn't keep your commitment, he can accept you today. He's waiting with arms open wide. So if you would just lift your hands up and say, Father, I want to come back to you today, he would receive you. And the third group, group of people I want to talk to are the people who you already believe, you've already accepted Christ, but you feel weak. And the good news is that it's okay to be weak because his strength is made perfect in our weakness. When we're weak, he is strong. And if you don't admit you need God, he can't help you. So if there's anyone who feel weak, we're going to pray that you're made strong today. We're going we're gonna to pray that you wait on God. So if you would just lift your hands and say, Father, I'm weak, help, help me to be strong. I see you. Thank you. Hallelujah. So we're all going to pray. And I just ask that you would repeat after me. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. Thank you for breath in my body. And with every breath in my body, I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory for waking me up this morning, for allowing me to see your brand new mercies. And it's because of your mercy that we are not consumed. So Father, I ask that you would accept me as I am. I ask that you would fill me I ask that you would strengthen me because I can't do it on my own. So I accept you as Lord and as Savior. I ask you in to my heart today and for the rest of my life. Reign in me, rest in my heart, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. Stay with me, and I will remain with you. Not just today in this moment, but every day. I will walk with you. I will live with you so that you can cause me to mount up with wings as eagles. You'll cause me to run and not be weary. You cause me to live and not fall. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. Not me, but let's give God a hand. Hallelujah. Do you receive it today? I pray that you've been strengthened by something I've said. I pray that the word, um, I've already prayed that the word, it doesn't fall on deaf ears, but that you'll receive it in your heart. You'll receive it into your spirit and that the word will not return void. Amen. So we pray. Am I missing anything? We pray that we're going to pray and dismiss. Pray that you all will have a great week. And I just ask one favor. When Pastor Shannon asked you all how I did, if you would just rate me a nine and a half to ten, I would appreciate it. <laughs> so we're going to pray. Can y'all just give me a moment to pop a mint in my mouth and run out there so I can? Um, what's the opposite of greeting? Salutation. So I can give y'all a salutation. All right. So, Father, we thank you for this day. This is your day. We rejoice because you made it and you've allowed us to partner with you in this day, Father. We thank you for every decision that was made. We thank you, Father, for sending your presence. We thank you. There's such a peace in this room right now. So we thank you for sending your peace. Thank you for sending understanding. We pray that there won't be one person who entered into this auditorium today that'll leave the same. We ask that you would put a hedge of protection around your people all this week. We ask that you, this week, to show yourself mighty, show yourself strong to everyone who hears my voice today. We pray, Father, that they will be strengthened for the journey, that the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you'll cause it to burn inside of them, that they'll go out and tell somebody else, and they won't wait until Sunday. So now, Lord, we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your provision. We ask that you would bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you and see you next week.